0: And welcome all the way back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Fellas, 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 happy Friday. Hopefully you're having a great day. Four more games today starting at 1.30 p.m. East Coast time. So we got a good amount of hours, minutes are projected out projections are all done on my other screen right here we're ready to lock and load into this one Anthony Davis the Lakers balling last night actually watched that game like that like to see that they ended up not playing like the whole entire fourth quarter for the most part the entire starters but Davis still gets there for like a 50 burger in fantasy in just three quarters my man was going off he finally realized that Wendell Gabriel and Hassan Whiteside are his primary defenders Um, why am I not just dominating these guys and he actually and the whole entire team started knocking down shots and if that keeps happening it's going to be a very easy series for the Lakers in five or six games but anyways we're here to talk fantasy i'm excited to bring it to you welcome if you're brand new about i don't know we get like 25 30 subscribers a day from these nba videos sometimes more sometimes less please do if you are watching and you're brand new or you haven't subscribed yet and you've been watching for like a week or two it's totally free and it really does help this channel grow bottom right hand corner if you're on the youtube video if you're listening on a podcast version just hitting that follow or subscribe button on whether it's spotify stitcher apple whatever it might be does help the podcast also get noticed a little bit more so thank you so much. As always, we're going to go through the injury dashboard target offense sheet and early interest. I do think that the slate is going to give you more value than a lot of the slates have. That value might not be great value. It's going to be I think I think some of it's going to be pretty decent. The value that I'm talking about is below $5,000. Some of it and there's a decent amount that are going to pop up for me at least right now are below $4,000. So in that 3k range is about three guys that we could probably look at. Uh, again, all of them for the most part, pretty kind of sketchy options. And if they're picking up a ton of ownership, probably easy fades, but we'll go through all of that. We'll talk about all of that today. And as we get on into it, into the injury and status dashboard, I will say... Like and subscribe. Then also, the injury and status dashboard is going to be brought to you as it has been the entire NFL playoffs, NBA playoffs, by Superdraft. And Superdraft is going to give you fifty percent deposit match up to a thousand bucks. We want to start off with a little twenty dollars in there. They'll give you ten dollars extra for free on the house if you use the promo code SAL. That is S A L. And Superdraft, I played again yesterday. I'm pretty sure it's at like an eighty to eighty-five percent win rate on Superdraft at this point for me. The NBA contest, I think it's because it's starting in the afternoon and especially during the weekday, people are working. It's not filling. And the NBA contest yesterday, I think it filled like. That is very good. That means 25% of the competition isn't in there, but the contest is still paying out because it's a GPP, 25% extra, right? So you're you're in there competing for the exact same amount with 25% less of the field. That means you probably have a pretty good chance and a much better chance at ever cashing and winning the tournament. And it's not chump change. Sometimes they have $2,000 up top to first place, 1,500 for the NFL. Their week one contest is gonna have 15,000 up top to first place. So get in there, especially if you have projections, which I have down below on Patreon, if you are indeed interested, not only for DraftKings, but SuperDraft value Rank all that I'll be referencing them during the show today. I'm um, not gonna be final projections as of right now, but they will be tweaked a little bit. Most part, they're kind of all there. Minutes are in all that stuff. So get into Super Draft. Take advantage of the fact that these prize pools are still not filling or these contests are not filling decent sized prize pools right now that are only going to go up as the NFL approaches. And if you are a patron right now, if you are one of the 315 people who are currently supporting me on Patreon, you all freaking rock. But if you are not using and you're playing on DraftKings and you're not using the Super Draft projections that are right next to the DraftKings projections, and you are literally, you have them, you've paid for them, go ahead, take a look at them, go over to Super Draft, use the promo code Sal and actually start playing because they're going to give you a huge edge. So with all that said, injury and status dashboard, Joe Harris had to leave the bubble. He's out at least two games. It's a personal reason. I'm not sure if it's a birth of a child that didn't look but every single other one has been a birth of a child the NBA players actually plan I was listening to Duncan, they planned any births of their child for August they plan it for literally the middle of August because that's the slowest time of their off season normally when there's not a pandemic so a bunch of people are having babies Gordon Hayward is actually due for his child in the next series if Boston wants to win but the fact that now he has an ankle injury for a month maybe it's good for his personal life in terms of getting to be home with his kid uh, for an extra couple weeks but he was going to be gone anyways for Boston we see Mike Conley returning today which is another piece of the injury and status dashboard he'll return for game three utah versus denver probable after leaving for the return of his child so jordan clarkson's 30 plus minutes a game outside of any foul trouble is probably over the huge 1.35 fantasy points per minute that donovan mitchell was seeing it's not going to reduce too much it's still going to be pretty high maybe about 1.25 since bojan's not there anymore but conley being back will definitely impact that i don't know if uh, joan morgan i have not getting any minutes i have emmanuel mudier piped down to just six to eight minutes right now donovan mitchell to an extent and then joe ingles fantasy per minute production takes a hit goes back to about 0.8 fantasy points per minute but with joe harris being out again not really sure the personal reason right now i have tyler johnson picking up a lot of those minutes as of right now i gave tyler johnson 35 minutes i kind of have him just taking that role we saw in the last game tyler johnson was pretty much the next guard off the bench and the next guy into the rotation for this brooklyn team in the last game tyler johnson ends up playing 22 minutes and those were split pretty much dead even down the middle he came in at the end of the first quarter plays through about the end of the second quarter does the exact same thing in the third and fourth quarter plays 11 minutes a quarter so he gets 22 minutes i have him now taking on that starting role from joe harris this can change right they can obviously put some other people into that starting spot they can put Kurus into that spot especially since Joe Harris has been a rebounding guard for this team, getting like a double double in the last game, ten rebounds very quickly in that game. They just don't have any size now that Joe Harris has gone even. So I can see Cruz going into the starting rotation. If that was the case, then Cruz who gets sixteen minutes in the last game, I'd probably bump him up a little bit, start to put him towards the mid twenties, start to bring Tyler Johnson down towards like the thirty minute range, twenty nine to thirty minute range instead of thirty five. But right now at thirty five minutes, Tyler Johnson, as of right now, is going to grade out as one of my best plays, if not my best play, point per dollar wise, not overall wise, but just point per dollar wise. TLC is also going to look pretty good. TLC started the last game. So no matter what, he was already looking pretty decent for me at just $4,600. Now he's normally like a 0.8 fantasy point per minute producer, sometimes a little bit more than that. But in this bubble, he's been above a one fantasy point per minute producer. And I don't know if he stays that efficient or that effective and productive, but I do think it's going to be pretty close because he worked his whole off season as they've shown on some nets coverage right now, just on his shot. But he worked with a shooting coach on his shot and it seems to be working a lot better right now. So TLC is going to look like a pretty decent option for me if you give him around fantasy point per minute today. I ended up giving him pretty big and decent minutes, as you saw in the last game that he was playing, and he's been efficient in every single one of these games. He played 35 and a half in the last game. I gave him 35 in this one. Karis Levert probably just sees an extra need for shots. He's been very inefficient, but overall for fantasy, he's been good. I mean, he was just shooting threes and mid-range jump shots. I think he had one shot at the rim. He went over for 3 from 3, 5 for 22 from the field. So obviously, you can only get better for Karis Levert if you're only going to go out there and shoot like 16%, 17% from the field, but he ends up picking up rebounds. He gets his 11 assists, so Levert's still going to be a fine option because he's just going to half the gun. There's no other trusted uh, shooters on this team. Jeremiah Martin, I have potentially cracking into the rotation. You can see Justin Anderson potentially cracking into the rotation, but TLC and really Tyler Johnson, I think is the biggest piece to pick up minutes. Maybe you see Cruz pick up minutes if he starts. Still no Gary Harris, Monty Morris, PJ Dozier, and Torrey Craig will get the minutes there. Pat Beverly is doubtful with the calf injury, so expect Lou Williams to get a decent amount of run. Reggie Jackson saw about 26 to 28 minutes in the last game. Landry Shamit just continues to see mid-teens in minutes. I think Reggie Jackson is the one who gets the biggest bump here although lou williams either way seems pretty solidified now into like a 30 to 32 plus minute role. jackson's going to be pushing towards the mid to upper 20s with no patrick beverly out there we discussed mike conley the final one is just a reminder that gordon hayward is out and will be out for at least the next three to four weeks and then depending on if his child uh, the birth of his child happens like towards the end of that he'll be out even longer so he's going to be out yet again just with an ankle injury you see the fantasy point per minute production bump up for Jalen brown likely the most kemba walker to an extent Ben Tatum, and then it kind of siphons off to Marcus Smart would likely be in line for more minutes. We saw in the last game that they kind of gave Smart the same exact minutes and Brad Wanamaker got a little bit of a bump. But The big one was Grant Williams actually saw 22 minutes in that last game. He's not a great fantasy point per minute producer. I gave Grant Williams 22 minutes in this game and he really doesn't do much. He's like a 0.7 fantasy point per minute producer in a pretty tough matchup versus Philadelphia down low for him. And he grades out for like 15 fantasy points for me. So he's not somebody as of right now that I'm getting to a whole bunch of. He is cheap at $3,200. If you think for some reason he possibly... Pops off and he plays above average today. And he's going to play for like 0.8 fantasy points per minute. Then he grades out for me for about 16.75 fantasy points. That's not a whole lot of fantasy points overall. But if you want to go point per dollar, since he's only $3,200, it would be about 5.3 X fantasy points per dollar value so it's not really much i had somebody ask me on twitter so i just wanted to clarify that for him i do have him getting the minutes i don't have him being that productive today so heading over now to the target offense sheet the highest overall game total today is the last one on the slate it's dallas versus the clippers five point favorites are the clippers in this 1-1 series tie who knows what happens in game one if the clippers or if dallas was winning by five before porzingis gets ejected for a couple of ticky tacky calls who knows what happens they end up losing by eight in that one but it's tied 1-1 you have the clippers with a 118.75 team in implied total. That is the highest on the slate. Again, they're five-point favorites. This is the second fastest pace game on the slate. Second fastest only to Toronto and Brooklyn. Both these teams play at very fast paces. Brooklyn is tied with the fastest pace on the slate on average with the Clippers. Then you have Toronto as the second fastest pace team. So when that happens, you get a quick pace game, but they are 11-point underdogs yet again, Brooklyn. They've been pretty much getting dominated for the most part this entire series. You have the Raptors who are now 9-1 and one in the bubble, I believe. 115.75 team implied total for the Raptors here as 11-point favorites, 220 and a half over all total the Raptors are just getting huge minutes and it's going to be crazy to see what happens next series because like right now they're running eight man rotations for their guys getting 38 to 40 minutes apiece. but what happens next series when they want to get even tighter on these rotations and potentially not have Norman Powell out there as much and just keep OG and obion on for 40 to 42 minutes for his defensive purposes right and they start running seven man rotations or they start giving Serge Ibaka 32 to 34 minutes if he starts to improve and play as good as he has been really in this bubble compared to Marcus. All and it just gets really really crazy in terms of the minutes you're getting out of these guys you have C. Yakam that's just really been playing for the most part, like 35 minutes a game in this bubble, played 36 in the last one, but he has the upside to play 40 like we saw in the NBA Finals. So yeah, they can get even tighter with these rotations. They've been tight rotations all year long, so you kind of know where to go with their starters. It's pretty much the starters. Sometimes it's Norman Powell off the bench if you think he gets more than 25 to 26 minutes, which he did in the last game playing 32. And then it's just huge minutes towards 40 for Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Serge Ibaka, 35 to 36 to 38 for Pascal Siakam. So yeah, I like all of Toronto yet again. We'll get into that in the early interest. Brooklyn we talked about no uh, Joe Harris so it's going to be likely that Tyler Johnson sees a little bit of what maybe Kuru's to an extent TLC right these types of guys Jared Allen played 42 minutes in the last game I have him at 38 today he looks like a fine option I give Karis Levert 38 his price point is just not changing he looks like a very good option yet again for me the guy shot 22 times in the last game and now the best actual pure shooter on the team and Joe Harris is not in the bubble anymore so what the hell is this guy gonna have to do out there I think Karis Levert is gonna have to chuck it 20 plus times a game again and just to be exact he shot 22.7% from the field in the last game if gets a little bit better and none of those were at the basket he was just shooting mid-range jump shots and three-pointers went zero for three from three and really long to mid-range jump shots which are very inefficient shots and he's been very inefficient in that area for the bubbles so it'll be interesting to see if he can just get to the basket get to the free throw line a little bit more for Karis Levert ended up shooting six and nine from the free throw line as well so honestly just had a very inefficient game and it was still good for fantasy like he still gave you value imagine now if he actually is somewhat efficient not even super efficient somewhat efficient I think Levert's gonna look pretty good from that Clippers and Dallas game it's, it's worth pointing out Paul George has been pretty terrible in the bubble. He's been very terrible in the first couple of games. There's been concerns about potentially his injury yet again, as it has been for like the last two or three years, whether it's his shoulder, whether it's something else right now. Him and Kawhi are getting big minutes. So I think they both look fine. But Paul George's price point is just sinking $8,300 right now. And yeah, he's getting to the price points of Fred Van Vliet right now and cheaper than Kyle Lowry and these types of guys, similar price points, because they're playing the same amount of minutes and actually being productive and going for 45 to 50 fantasy points. Paul George has been very, very bad. Shot four of 17 in the last game, two of nine from three at least he made his four free throws he did get 10 rebounds look I don't think Paul George is going to shoot two of nine from three and four of 17 again from the field it's also worth pointing out that when Paul George checked back in in the first quarter, he picked up 3,002 minutes in the first quarter. So that kind of affected his overall run in the second quarter. He only played one and a half minutes in the second quarter. Normally he'll play like eight minutes there. So he ends up with 32 minutes in the game. He would have gotten around 38 and a half to 39 minutes. I have him for 38 minutes in this one. He looks like a decent clipper to have. The guy that I probably want the most of though is Lou Williams. Lou Williams had his shot falling. He made five of six from the free throw line, eight of 13 overall and two of five from three. Had seven assists, four rebounds. He did pick up a couple of personal foul. So he didn't get maybe the full run that he could have gotten. But even then he plays 32 minutes. I think Lou Williams looks very nice today. And one of my favorite plays overall from this team is my favorite play, but one of my favorite plays on the slate right now. And then we can go down the line for some potential other values. There's a lot of cheap bodies right now, I can say on this team in terms of fantasy from the Clippers perspective, you're going to find a lot of cheap guys, whether it is Lou Williams to his price point, Paul George to an extent, and then you get a, just a, a run of guys from Harrell to Marcus Morris, that all of them depending on what the minutes they get can look decent today. Dallas side of the ball, there's some cheap options here. If you want to go max Cleaver or Deorian Finney Smith or Seth Curry. It's kind of flimsy value, but I'm sure one of them or two of them gets you there. It's mainly Luka. It's mainly Porzingis for me. Those are the guys that I'm going to be looking at and eyeing down today. And then in the other games, the other game should at least be competitive. Utah and Denver, one and a half point spread. Denver is a one and a half point favorite today. I think Jamal Murray's price point that is now sank to $7,000 flat is very appealing. That might be my favorite play on Denver. But Michael Porter Jr. is also standing out as well. Michael Porter Jr. right now, I ended up giving him 35 minutes of play today. He projects out for 35.76 fantasy points that as of right now would be my overall 18th play in the day, 17th play in the day. So Michael Porter Jr. is technically my number one play from this team. Jamal Murray would come in a little bit below that as my 24th overall play on the team. Jamal Murray would come in a little bit below that as my 24th overall play. I think I said on the team earlier, but on the slate. So I think that Denver overall, nothing's going to scream out, but Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, they at least provide a little bit of uh, nice value for you. And then the one that I actually should talk about that's a sore thumb is Torrey Craig right now. Torrey Craig currently projects as my fourth overall point per dollar value, just because he's, cheap. Look, in this last game, Torrey Craig was expected and was probably going to see bigger minutes. He's probably the only guy out there that can stand the chance walking in front of Donovan Mitchell right now for how good that Donovan Mitchell is playing. Torrey Craig ended up playing 28 or so minutes in that last game. He played about 19 first half minutes, but he was just so inefficient and so ineffective that they only put him out there in the fourth quarter. Well, pretty much for like the final 17 to 18 minutes of the game, he only plays two minutes. Now he did pick up two fouls in the second quarter, but again, that really didn't factor in. He does his normal rotation or maybe a little bit less than that, playing six minutes and 20 seconds in the the third quarter and then he doesn't come back in until the final couple of minutes of the game he does pick up his third personal foul but he picks it up with two minutes left and then he checks out with the rest of the starters so if this game was close he would have seen i mean the rest of the starters he was checking in to kind of close out the game the rest of the starters check out with like four or five minutes left if this game was actually close you probably see tory craig playing about 32 minutes in this specific game i ended up giving tory craig 32 minutes in this one because i do really believe he was going to play that if not more in the last game and if i do that he projects out for around 20 fantasy points he's not a good fantasy point per minute producer he's at about a a point six, five in this bubble. That's where I have him at today. But Torrey Craig is somebody that's going to pop up for me, unfortunately. And he's one of those sketchy type of values that look, if he's not picking up ownership at $3,500 for a guy who's likely going to see around 30 or 30 or more minutes, if he can just be somewhat efficient, somewhat, not even, don't even get the points. You don't even have to do that much. Just get a couple of steals of blocks, assists, or rebounds, right? Do that type of stuff for us and you'll get us there. But again, I don't want to make this seem like I love Torrey Craig today. He grades out nicely, but you have to put some human context behind that. He's a very sketchy wing player. That is not any type of primary option on his team on offense. He's literally the dead last option on his team on offense when he's out there. He's the Matisse Thiebel, if you will, if you know what that means from the Philadelphia 76ers a guy who's out there for defensive purposes mainly so with that said let's move into our early interest now our early interests today are going to be sponsored by as they have been for all of the playoffs so far monkey knife fight i saw about three or four of you took advantage of this offer yesterday so continue to take advantage of the offer especially as the fantasy football season gets closer and i'll tell you why monkey knife fight promo code sal nfl that you can see on the screen in blue right underneath the early interest if you're watching on youtube sal nfl s-a-l-n-f-l one word will get you five free dollars a monkey knife fight if you take a second of your time you go over there the link's down below in the description to monkey knife fight or you can type it into your own URL right now, monkeyknifefight.com, you get five free bucks. If you type in the promo code SALNFL, no strings attached, you make an account, you don't have to put any other money in, you just use that promo code, they'll give you $5. And it's a prop betting site for the most part, right? You can go ahead, you can get in there, you can just put in some type of prop that you actually like and you want to play if you want to take the over under on Pascal Siakam's points around 40 and a half today, you can go in there, you can take the over under on that. I haven't projected slightly under 40, but it'd probably be a push for me. I haven't projected right now at 39.79. So it's too close for me to really want to be taking any type of a strong action on that specific prop. But here's where it's interesting if you deposit the minimum of ten dollars or more if you want to but the minimum of ten dollars you can put in you'll get a free ticket to a future contest and my supreme draft guide supreme draft guide right now has about 150 player profiles on it just added about 16 tight ends yesterday it has all rankings that are constantly updated i just added a bunch of rankings updates yesterday probably more today based on some wide receivers and tyree kill and kj hamler we have to wait on more news but that uh, tweaked their hamstrings yesterday so those will be updated it's tiers it's top 150s it's ranks it's key stats all stuff to prepare you for your draft that's included thanks to monkey knife fight so be sure to check it out promo code SAL NFL Get you five free bucks, the ticket, and the Supreme Draft Guide, all for the minimum deposit of $10 over there if you want to check all of that out. All right, so I got 20 names on this list. I'm going to go through them, kind of just talk about them. I have them projected out. Some things are subject to change. If you do want my final projections, they are linked down below on Patreon with my early interest. Well, well, not even my early interest, my final interest, the projections for DK, projections for Super Draft, and my DraftKings value rankings. This is where I have it right now as I filter it by team. There's a couple of teams that I really like today. I would say Brooklyn, Toronto are probably the ones that I get the most exposure to, but again, the Clippers Denver, there's value everywhere for the most part, but Brooklyn, because of Joe Harris not being there anymore, I give Tyler Johnson mid thirties in minutes, 35 minutes. He grades out as my number one play in the day right now, 24 and a half fantasy points as of right now. Again, if Tyler Johnson comes off the bench and they want to replace Joe Harris with Kourouz and get some sort of size in this game against Toronto, that would make sense to me. Well, then I'll give Kourouz an extra couple of minutes instead of giving him the low twenties. Maybe I give him mid to upper twenties. I pull those off at Tyler Johnson, but then I still have Tyler Johnson projecting out for somewhere around 30 minutes of play. This is what we saw at Tyler Johnson when Joe Harris was just resting in the regular, Regular season games in the bubble. Tyler Johnson would come in in this, these types of situations and just get bigger minutes. Now, guys like Chio's off the bench, I expect to get some bigger minutes as well. So worst case scenario, in my opinion, Tyler Johnson who played 22 minutes in the last game, 11 minutes and a half. I think he plays somewhere around 14 minutes and a half in this game at the very worst, and he gets 28 minutes of play. So I do like Tyler Johnson. TLC already played 35 and a half, closer to 36 minutes in that last game. I've met 35 in this one. He's about a fantasy point per minute producer in this bubble. I have him a little bit below that for today, even because of the matchup, and he still looks very good for me. He out as overall, right now in my rankings, my eighth overall play. We've already talked about Levert. He was as inefficient as possible, shooting five of twenty-two from the field, six of nine from the free throw line, and he still ends up picking up a double-double. Right, he gets up getting eleven assists for us. He still ends up. He's going to have to gun an even more. Joe Harris is the best shooter on this team and potentially the best shooter in the NBA. He was the best three-point shooter accuracy-wise last year in the NBA. He's a very sneaky player and very good player in this league. And now he left the bubble, so Levert's going to have to pick up the slack, playing thirty-eight minutes or so. Jared Allen, who has to just play big minutes at center, played forty-two, has been staying out of foul trouble has been very good the refs are going to let them play a little bit more in the bubble as well for foul trouble reasons so now you're going to get jared allen playing huge minutes at 38 he's a top 15 play for me if i give him 40 in two more minutes he starts to approach that top 10 range and really cranks into that so heading into boston look gordon here is out and you can make cases for a lot of guys look i have like maybes by all these guys in my actual model right now for interest guys like tatum right? Kemba, Jalen Brown, they all grayed out pretty much for value in my model. Like they don't give you any extra value. So obviously one of them might have a increased shooting. They might shoot above expectation. I currently expect that to happen for somebody on this team. So yeah, Kemba, Tatum, Brown, they're all interested in mind. They're not going to show up on this list because they don't pop up for any insane value, but they're all popping up for proper value. And as Cantor has been playing more because he's the only guy size wise right now that can somewhat body a guy in Joel Embiid. Daniel Tice is just getting thrown around out there. I gave Cantor 18 minutes in this one. He's averaging like 1.2 fantasy points per minute in the bubble and on the season. So at $3,700, it is sketchy minutes wise for him, but you know, Embiid's going to be out there in a competitive game for probably 36 to 38 minutes. And Cantor's probably going to be out there for at least half of those minutes at that point. For Dallas, it's Luka Doncic. It's not much to break down into here. He's averaging over 1.65 fantasy points per minute in the bubble. And if he doesn't get in foul trouble, he got in foul trouble in the last game and he still scores like 28 points, real life points in 28 minutes. If he doesn't get in foul trouble, which he does not get in foul trouble. all that often, I expect him to play 10 more minutes in this game and be pushing for around 60 fantasy points today. And then, Porzingis averaging 1.3 fantasy points per minute in this bubble. He looks fine as well. I do prefer right now, probably Luka. I think Porzingis point per dollar wise probably grades out a little bit better for me. A little bit better for me, but I like the overall upside of Luka at that point. To Denver we go. We'd spent a decent amount of time on Torrey Craig and the sketchiness of his minutes. Although I think his, or not even his minutes, just his play because of his production. He just doesn't do much out there. He's not a shooter. He's not, well, he's a decent shooter, but he's not a guy who's going to go out there, gun his shot, push towards the basket. He's out there for defensive purposes for the most part. And then you just hope he falls into some stats on the offensive side. I prefer right now, Michael Porter Jr. slightly over Jamal Murray, but I think they both make for nice options. If neither of them are picking up major ownership in GPPs right now, or just in general in ownership projections, I think I like both of them even more. My interest will really be swayed based on what their ownership looks like. They both have huge ceilings. They're both likely to play 34, 35 minutes a piece. And I obviously right now, if the ownership is going to be like 10 to 15% on Jamal Murray at $7,000, I think the price reduction after one bad game, maybe people jump back on him. I'm hoping not, but if that is the case, I'll go right back to Jamal Murray if indeed there's not going to be a ton of ownership on him. The Clippers right now, my favorite Clippers is actually going to be Lou Williams point per dollar wise. I think he looks very good today. I give him 32 minutes. He grades out for right around that at fantasy points. So yeah, Lou Williams is somebody that I really do like at just $5,600. I'm going to like that. I think there's even a higher minute ceiling for him. His shot was falling in the last game. I don't see a reason why I can't be doing this exact same in this game. No Pat Beverly. So even more reason for him to be on the court. Reggie Jackson is very similar, maybe a little bit better than Torrey Craig because Reggie Jackson is actually a ball dominating guard, but he's going to be out there for the most part for all of his minutes with likely two of Lou Williams and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So when that happens, he becomes like a 0.75 fantasy point per minute producer, not the one fantasy point per minute producer that he was when he was on the Detroit Pistons. That where he had even more discretion to do what he wanted in that offense. At $3,500, he comes in pretty much as a very similar play, the exact same price as Torrey Craig. As of right now, I have Reggie Jackson slightly ahead of Torrey Craig. It's nothing major at all. They're literally like the exact same projection for me at the exact same price point coming in at like 20 fantasy points flat. I do have Torrey Craig getting more minutes, but I have him being less productive of a player. And then Paul George just shot 23% in that last game. He's been terrible for the first two games of the bubble. You saw this out of Anthony Davis in the first game of the bubble. And then Anthony Davis smashes the slate in just three quarters yesterday. So not saying that's going to definitely happen for Paul George again. He's historically known not to produce all that well in the playoffs, but at $8,300, I think it's fine for a guy who's probably going to average at like the worst more times than not 1.2 fantasy points per minute in this game. When he doesn't get in foul trouble, like the last game, he's going to play 38 minutes. And it seems like this will be a competitive game and series. For Philly, Embiid's going to be of interest to me at 9,800. He's going to play 36 to 38 minutes if the game stays competitive. That was the issue last time. All the starters got ran off the court because it didn't stay competitive. He's going to average over 1.5 or close to it, fantasy points per minute, and there's nobody who can guard him. It all comes down to if this game stays competitive because then, yeah, I do think Embiid goes for 50 plus fantasy points, and that's what you want, and then the $800. Outside of that, Josh Richardson is playing big minutes. He's playing very hot and cold, but he is playing huge minutes, like close to 40 each time, as long as the game stays competitive. It's at least worth mentioning for a guy I don't think picks up major ownership, and then I like pretty much all of Toronto. I've literally listed all of the most of the starters that you can feel good about from Toronto and Norman Powell. OG Ananobi, I gave him 36 minutes. I don't know why he's still in the 4k range. He's been playing very good for the most part in the bubble and just on the season at $4,600. Norman Powell is going to come off the bench. He gets 30 plus minutes in the last game. I gave him 28 in this one and he still looks good at 4,300. He was probably one of my favorite players to watch so far in the entire bubble in his game the last time out. I mean, not only from the three point line, but just his dunks, his dunks looks like somebody hooked up a backpack to him or strings to him as if he was on a movie set and they pulled him up in the air. I mean, that boy has hops, but then after that, you have very cheap players. Kyle Lowry. I give him 38 minutes. He looks fantastic. Pascal Siakam. I give him 36 minutes at $7,300. He had a dominating first quarter against Brooklyn last time out, like 20 plus fantasy points. And they only finishes with like 30 fantasy points. So he just got shut down the rest of the game. Didn't play any of the fourth quarter. And then Fred Van Vliet, who's been as hot as hot gets in this bubble, maybe the hottest player in the bubble right now at $7,600 is just way too cheap. Like the fact that you can get Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet for $500 and $700 less than Paul George right now for the same exact minutes. And they're actually producing right now Is pretty crazy to me. So I think you are still getting major value because of the minutes and production that these Toronto players are giving you. I like all of them as just sort of a reference to where they're grading out right now for me. It grades out in this order. They're all back to back to back for the most part. Norman Powell, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam are back to back to back in my value rankings. And then there's one player in between them, and that is Fred Van Vliet. So all the Toronto guys, they're all within right now my top 15, those four names. The only one who was not in my top 15 right now is OG Ananobi, and that's because he's in my top five for value plays today. So I like a lot of Toronto. And I I expect to get to a decent amount of them. And then lastly, I'll talk about Royce O'Neal. I'm not expecting the huge game that he had the last time out there with Mike Conley back. It'll be even more hard for him to do that or harder for him to do that. Uh, although you're taking Jordan Clarkson off the court more, who's more of an offensive player. So maybe not $4,100 is still too cheap. Like OG and and Royce O'Neal, when they're not in foul trouble, like O'Neal was in the first game, they're going to play close to 35 to 36 minutes. I don't know why they're still in this 4k range, especially when they've been productive, especially Royce O'Neal at $4,100. So that's it for this right now, gang, that's 20 names for early interest, the target offense sheet and the injury and dashboard. You are now ready to go. Put your backpack on, buckle up, zip up your zipper and go out there, dominate this NBA slate today on August 21st. These four games, I appreciate you all so much. Thank you. Before you leave, it's totally free. Hitting that like button and the subscribe button popping up. If you go out there today and bing fifty or a hundred thousand dollars and you want to come back to support me, you can do so down below on Patreon. That's where I've been referencing for this video right now. All my minutes projections, the model is up. The projections for DraftKings and Super Draft are out there. DK projections are up. I'll give you a sneak peek at Super Draft right now. I'm not going to tell you my best play in the slate, although this guy looks very, very good today at what his multiplier is. this is pretty crazy. But I will say that I think Jared Allen is a pretty strong center option. There's two center options today, three really, Joel Embiid, Jared Allen, and Nikola Jokic that are all standing up for over 59 fantasy points on Superdraft. I think I might actually go to Jared Allen for the 1.6x multiplier. Although you do have a nice multiplier on Joel Embiid at 1.2x. I'll slightly lean right now. Joel Embiid, I have for more fantasy points, but it's only by one. So I expect a lot of people to go there. So I think Jared Allen's an interesting option to get to as well. Another way to support me is by going through one of the sponsors. And thank you to the sponsor on today's show. Super Draft promo code Sal, S-A-L, gets you a 50% deposit match up to a $1,000 over there. That's the Super Draft projections I was just talking about. And then Monkey Night Fight, Sal NFL, five free bucks. nothing else you got to do. You get five bucks, but if you put the $10 in, you get an extra contest to play in, totally free, a ticket to that one, and you get my Supreme Draft Guide for the 2020 fantasy football season to dominate your draft. So thank you so much, gang, and I will see you all in the next one. Best of luck today.